Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Eaters presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague. Today, we are heading to Vitoria in Spain to discuss Basconia. Are you ready to break down this team, Diogo? Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's get to it. Basconia is one of the long-term shareholders of the EuroLeague with notable achievements including four Spanish championships, six Spanish Cups, four Spanish Super Cups and one FIBA Europe Cup. In 2005, they made it to the EuroLeague final but uh, fell short against Maccabi. Under the guidance of coach Jon Penaroia, Basconia had a solid season. They finished with a plus 3.8 nate rating, ranking fourth in offensive rating and ninth in defensive rating. They were also the highest scoring team, averaging 86.7 points per game. However, their defensive consistency was a concern throughout the season, leading to some setbacks that in the end left this team outside of the playoff contention. Diogo, what do you think contributed to Basconi competitiveness? during the this season and their ability to lead the standings at a, a certain point but ultimately prevented them from securing a playoff spot well first of all i think the the style of play that they ran uh, was perfectly was perfect for the for the personnel of players they had because you had two very good point guards in Darius Thompson and Pierre Henry who later uh, had to leave the team but uh, they had that team running uh, sort of like a, a Mike D'Antoni system in the NBA but uh, but here in Europe of course uh, and they were playing very fast they were shooting a lot they have good shooters uh, high paced and that was running to perfection like that's why they were the, the highest the highest scoring team in EuroLeague and that was the way that they were able to compete and beat some of the top teams that they were not supposed to so i think the their play style was was like their best attribute because that's what allowed them to to compete at, with the the top teams uh, i think Uh, the Pierre Henry situation uh, really hurt them because, and I remember we discussed this earlier yeah. in the season uh, because uh, Darius Thompson was starting to play very well. And uh, I remember in one of the podcasts, in one of the episodes, I said that I thought Pierre Henry was the most important player on that team because I felt like the way he he pushed that pace and he tried to, to get everybody involved and, and facilitate for everybody. And not saying that Darius can't do that at all, but uh, I just feel like it, it was kind of different between them two. And uh, when, once they were without Pierre, I think you saw the difference. And then Mike's, Max Heidegger came in and uh, it didn't really impact the team as much as maybe we expected. And I think Basconi expected as well. But uh, that really didn't go the, the best way possible. But uh, but for now, I, I think they need to rebuild this roster because uh, at the time we are recording this, we've seen a couple of players that are that should be leaving the team, and uh, we haven't seen much about players possibly coming in. So uh, I think they need to rebuild this roster. I think they need a, a good guard to replace Darius, and they need to find a big and some wings because I, I really think they need a full rebuild on that roster to to be able to compete next year. We also heard that uh, the coach might be leaving the team. We heard that Matt Costello might be on his way to Maccabi. That Darius Thompson is also very likely to, to move and play for another EuroLeague team next season. You, you had mentioned, and I remember you mentioning about uh, Harry being the key to unlock players like Marcus Howard for, for during the season. And they really, it really derailed their season when uh, he had to, to leave the team. 
And we have seen Darius Thompson um, taking a step forward and um, and becoming one of the, the best guards in the EuroLeague. In this, that was his rookie season and we will break all the individual players. Are you surprised with this news that uh, the coach might be leaving the team after they being a competitive team across the season? Yeah, I am. Uh, and we usually talk about the coaches uh, towards the end of the episode, but uh, we, I, I can I can give my opinion on Coach Penaroya right now. Uh, I think that obviously when I talked about the play style of the team, th that's credit to him because when he was in São Paulo Burgos and in Valencia, he was running this type of, st of style, like high paced, uh, a lot of shooting. And with this, these players that Basconia had, it, it worked perfectly. Like if anybody was to tell me that uh, in the preseason that Basconia was going to be fighting for the playoffs until the last round, like I wouldn't believe it because I didn't have Basconia that high in my, in my power rankings. And the fact is they were a playoff team to, for most of the season and then other teams started to, to come up and, and they fell just short. But uh, the fact is they were very competitive. They won a lot of games that probably they weren't supposed to win. And I think a lot of that credit should go to Coach Penaroya. So I don't know what their plans are going forward. But uh, I I did not expect this because I think he did a very good job, even though they missed the playoffs. Yeah, I was also surprised with uh, with this news, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. And uh, now that we are speaking about the the team as a whole, and uh, know what was your opinion here, I I was very surprised. I, th I thought that Pascal had a positive season. They struggled to to be consistent on defense from game to game, and that at times was their Achilles heel that uh, probably cost them some wins that will allow them to be on the playoffs but in terms of play style I think it was more a matter of having the some extra pieces or some extra different players especially wing players that will allow them to to improve defensively even a different type of uh, center that will allow them to have better rim protection than what they had then in terms of play style and in terms of squeezing as much juice as possible from this Pascani team in that sense I think I thought that Penaria was able to do it and the news that he might be on his way out were also surprising to me but uh, let's Let's move on and let's begin our in-depth analysis of Basconia players with the one that we consider the MVP of this team, Darius Thompson. He's a 6'4", 28-years-old American guard who is currently in the process of acquiring an Italian passport. This was his first EuroLeague season and he finished with impressive averages of 12.6 points, 6.7 assists, 3.2 rebounds, 1.7 steals and 0.4 blocks per game. Darius led the EuroLeague in assists per game and ranked in second in steals per game, showcasing his exceptional playmaking and defensive skills. Following the departure of Harry during the season, Darius stepped up and proved himself to be one of the top guards in the competition, earning him a uh, Uh, all EuroLeague second team nomination. Thompson's best game of the season was on round 33 on a must-win game for Basconia when uh, they won at home against Aswell and uh, he was the MVP with 23 points, 12 assists, 4 rebounds and 3 steals. Duke, it's your turn to break down our Basconia MVP. Yeah, man. So Darius Thompson was for sure the, the MVP of this team. Uh, I think he was arguably the best point guard in the competition last last season. Uh, I mean, in terms of playmaking, making guys better, just he just does a little bit of everything. So uh, I think he needs to get a little bit stronger and find a more consistent jump shot. But other than that, I think he's an amazing playmaker. And w whatever team he plays for next year, I think he's going to be amazing. And his EuroLeague career, I mean, he it was his first year. 
So I think he is on pace to have a, a wonderful Euroleague career going forward. And I think he's going to be consistently one of the best guards in the competition. Very well. I, I want to take a, a moment here to appreciate the values of the breakdowns provided by Diogo in this podcast. These breakdowns are like incredible, incredible, valuable for the people that uh, are following and trying to learn more about the Euroleague. It's a great way to, for people to get to know the players and to understand the players that sometimes are not as well known worldwide. And we try to do that here. And the, these breakdowns that Diogo brings every episode of these teams breakdowns are very valuable and I wanted to show appreciation for that. We are not doing this podcast for self-promotion or self-raise. Our goal here is to grow the podcast and to, to have this passion project grow into something. But Jörg truly does an outstanding job with this and deserves this acknowledgement. We will keep our heads down, work hard and continue to bring you more episodes of this podcast. Our goal is to always keep the podcast free for everyone. It uh, has been a pleasure to witness its growth. It has been exceeding all of our expectations and growing way fast faster than we would have expected. Even during the, this off-season time, we are grateful for the support and uh, we that we have received so far from uh, all of our listeners and followers. We don't ask for much in return. Simply subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter, leave us five-star reviews. All of that help us to grow and to make the podcast sustainable. We will continue to, to provide you guys with uh, this content for, for a long time to come. But now, let's uh, before we move on to discuss other key players on this roster and those to watch for in the future. This roster has plenty of those. Let's give a mention to players such as Pianareri that we have spoken to others, Matthew Costello, Holmes, Enoch, Diaz and Hanegger. They all played an important role on this team during the season, although we won't be providing a detailed breakdown on the, their performance in this episode. We wanted to, to make sure to mention them. Let's now turn our attention back to the Basconi roster and discuss another key player, Rokas Giedratis. He's a 30 years old, Lithuanian Ford, standing at 6'7", and uh, this was his fourth Euroleague season, with uh, three of those seasons spent with Basconia after starting his Euroleague career with Alba in the 2019-2020 season. Giedratis averaged 10.4 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.6 assists, and 0.9 steals per game. This season, his standout performance came in the round 25 against Bologna. Uh, where he recorded 25 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2 steals. Prior to joining the EuroLeague, Giedratis received an all-Eurocup first-team nomination in 2018-2019. Duke, how crucial was Giedratis for the success of this uh, Basconi team this season? Yeah, I think he's been very important for this team uh, throughout the years. Uh, I think he's a very complete player. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything. He's a good shooter, and that's a very good thing to have for, for a wing when you got point guards like Derek. Thompson and uh, Pierre Henry until he, he went out and and even Marcus Howard once he plays the one sometimes so Giedratis is a very good player to have uh, he's a very good shooter from the corners uh, I think that's like his sweet spot uh, but he has the size for a wing he is a big wing uh, I just I would like to see him be a little bit more aggressive and sometimes try to, to play one-on-one -on -one a bit more because I feel like he has the abilities to do it but uh, a lot of times he just he's kind of more in the corner and he allows the guards to do most of the of that job but, uh, but I think he can do it and that would free the guards and obviously open up the Basconia's game a whole lot so that's something I, I would like to see him work on just, just be more aggressive offensive very well now let's do something that is always very enticing and interesting to do that is take a look into players to keep an eye out for the future 
and this Vasconi team have at least three of them. The let's start with um, Marcus Howard, a 5'11", 25 years old American guard that uh, just like his backcourt teammate Darius Thompson was on his rookie Euroleague season after spending some time with the Denver Nuggets in the NBA. Howard averaged 14.2 points, 1.4 rebounds, 1.2 assists and 0.6 steals per game. He led all Euroleague players in three-pointers made per game with an average of 22.7. Although he showed some inconsistency throughout the season, Howard demonstrated his ability to perform at a high level in crunch time often coming through when uh, it mattered the most for this Pascani team and helping them in crunch time to, to achieve some wins this season. Howard's best game occurred in the round three against Red Star in Vitoria, where he was named the game MVP after scoring 30 points and grabbing three rebounds. Duke, if Howard can become more consistent as a player, do you see him becoming a future EuroLeague superstar? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I think so. Uh, when Basconia announced that they were signing uh, Marcus Howard, I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. Uh, in a fantasy group chat that we have, uh, I said uh, Marcus Howard was going to be the, the the leading scorer in Euroleague. Uh, I was wrong. I, I know that, but uh, but I think he has the ability to do that because he's such a good scorer, even as a small guy. He's a, an amazing shooter. Uh, he's a good playmaker. I think I would like to see him facilitate a little bit more for for other guys and obviously be more consistent. But I think he's offensively, he he, he doesn't really have flaws because even though he is not a facilitator at all times, I think he's capable of being one and becoming that dual thread between scoring and facilitating for other guys. But uh, absolutely, I think he has the potential to be a star in Euroleague. And I just want to say this, the first time I saw Marcus Howard play uh, was in the World Cup of 17 and under because Marcus is my age. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I got to see what this USA team is just to see like how far behind I was and my teammates and everything. How far behind are we from the, the USA team? And like mm -hmm. him and Colin Sexton, like that team was insane. Uh, but I became a huge fan of Marcus Howard since that time. And uh, still to this day, I am. So hopefully he continues to, to grow as a player and be more consistent so that he can really shine at a EuroLeague level. So you are telling our listeners that you wouldn't be able to cover Marcus Howard. <laughs> uh, defense was never my strong suit. Uh, so maybe he would drop like 50 on me, but I think I can get 10, 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty solid. No, but Marcus Howard is indeed uh, an incredible uh, scorer. And uh, I think he has the tools to, with more experience and uh, extra seasons on his legs in the EuroLeague to, to become um, a very relevant, if not a superstar of the, the EuroLeague. And for someone that is interested in getting to know uh, a bit more about Marcus Howard, I re really recommend looking into the Role Player podcast. He gave them, gave the guys there um, a very good interview in the beginning of the season. And uh, it's really, it's eye-opening about... Uh, The, the trajectory of players like him coming from the NBA to, to the Europe and the uh, expectations and how he can impact the game in different levels. But let's yeah. talk about... Hold on, hold on. Mike. Let, let, me just, Go ahead. let me just clarify one thing. I wouldn't score 10 or 15 right now on him because obviously he's been in the NBA. He's developed way more than I did. But when we were both 16, 17, maybe. That, that's it. <laughs> 
let's talk about Mike Kotstar, the 6'11 center from Estonia. At 26 years old, this was his first uh, season in the EuroLeague, where he averaged 9.3 points, 5.3 rebounds, 1.4 assists, 0.7 steals and 0.4 blocks per game. Kotstar had several standout performances throughout the season, but uh, his most impressive one came on round 31 when he was named co-MVP of the round. He played a crucial role in Basconian victory over Alba, contributing with 23 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals and 2 blocks. Duke, what do you think we can expect from Kotstar in the future? In the future, uh, I think we can expect that he continues to, to develop and become, uh, year after year, I think he's going to become uh, an even better center. And uh, you could see a lot of flashes this year of him being a, a really good player. Uh, I think he's a very good player in the post. Uh, I think he has uh, a couple of post moves that are, that I really like. Uh, he he has a good finishing touch around the rim. Uh, and I think I would like to see him shoot that mid-range shot a little bit more because I'm not saying he's not good at it because he is and he can hit that. But uh, he doesn't shoot it as much. A lot of times, like in the short roll, he, he tries to go to the rim and or sometimes to pass. But I think if he develops that floater or that mid-range game even more, I think his game goes to a whole other level. And obviously, whatever offense he's inserted into, I think he can take that offense to a whole other level as well if he becomes that threat from the mid-range. Because he's good at it, I just think he needs to do it even more at a, at a higher clip. But uh, but he's a very good player and he had a wonderful season this year at Basco. Very well. Lastly, let's uh, talk about uh, Vanja Marinkovic, the 6'6", 26-years-old Serbian player who was on his fourth season in the Euroleague, all with the with Spanish teams. He previously played two seasons with uh, Valencia before joining Basconia. Marinkovic averaged 9.1 points, 1.6 rebounds, 1.1 assists and 0.5 steals per game this season. His standout performance came in round 32 when Basconia secured a significant uh, home victory against Fenerbahce and Marinkovic was named the uh, game MVP. He scored impressive 35 points, including shooting 6 out of 9 from behind the arc. Duke, what sets Marinkovic Marinkovic apart as one of the players to watch as he enters in his prime? Well, obviously, uh, he still has uh, a lot of years left in, in his career. He's still a young player. And the fact that he's such a good shooter in, in today's game, whether it's the three, whether it's the mid-range, he can also attack the basket. Uh, I just think he needs to be better uh, playing the pick and roll because as a guard, even though he's not a point guard, but as a, a guard, I think he, he he can have the ball in his hands a bit more because he has the, the skills to do it. But uh, I need to see him play the pick and roll a bit more and better and be able to facilitate as well because I don't think you can be just a shooter in today's game. I think you have to be able to put the ball on the floor and, and to play a pick and roll and facilitate for other guys. And on a play style like they ran, I think he would have been awesome if he was able to do that at a higher level. But he's a very good player and in terms of shooting, there's not a lot of players better than him. Very well. Now let's circle back to the beginning of the episode and let's discuss a bit further coach Jon Penaroya. The 54-years-old Spanish coach had his first EuroLeague season with Basconia after winning bas the Basketball Champions League with San Pablo Burgos in uh, 2020 and 2021. Throughout his career, Penaroya has coached various Spanish teams and has also worked with the Spanish youth national teams. Diogo, going back to what you were speaking about, the way you evaluate his uh, season and his coaching style if he leaves Basconia do you think he's a EuroLeague level coach and do you think he'll have more chances to coach at the EuroLeague I think he should have because if you look at it and I'm going to ask you this I don't know if you remember your power rankings before the season but did you have Basconia as a playoff level team no I did not I didn't have them that did high and I do think that they overperform 
Exactly. I, I agree. And I think a lot of people will agree with that. And the fact is, even and even losing Pierre Henry mid-season and like... They were still a very competitive team. Like I always go back to that game against Efes in Spain, where they went to overtime or double overtime, and it was like one fourteen to one eleven, and Basconia won. Like in, in what world did we think that a, a game going both teams going over a hundred that Basconia was going to beat a team like Efes? Like that's just I think they they did a very good job this season. They yes they missed the playoffs, but nobody picked them to go to the playoffs. So I think I don't think that was a good decision to to let him go because I really think he did a good job. But uh, if you look at other teams like Monaco is supposed to be switching coaches as well. Uh, we still haven't heard uh, about a coach that they are possibly signing. So maybe Panoray can fit very well there with the guards that Monaco has. So I think he should get a chance. Absolutely. Uh, he's a very good coach. If you remember when we did our all-star uh, draft, yes, I picked him to be my coach because I feel like in a high-paced game, he is perfect. So I think there are a lot of teams that could use his his service as a coach for sure. We here at the European Hoops podcast, we are certainly hopeful to continue to see Coach Panaraya serving as a head coach of an EuroLeague team for further because we really enjoy his coaching style and uh, the way his team plays. And I think that has a place in the EuroLeague. This takes us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned as we continue to bring you team recaps of all EuroLeague teams every Monday and Wednesday, followed by our World Cup coverage. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos EuroLeague, where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports, and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition, bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is Andre, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode.